Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Companies to watch. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. Elliot Danka, Maharaji Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for companies to watch in the spotlight. Is this uh, bidding war for Singapore Press Holdings? And quite close to home for us, right? And uh, of course, a lot of uh, eyes on this. SPH shareholders are now really looking closely to see if Keppel's latest offer will be matched or beaten. Uh, Keppel actually sweetened its bid by 12% to $2.35.1 per share. That mainly involves a 20 cents increase in the cash component, while the number of units of SPH REIT and Keppel REIT remain unchanged in the package. To help us out with this, on the line this morning is Alvin Chow, the CEO of Dr. Wealth. Alvin, good morning. Good morning, Ryan. Alvin, you're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Come on down. Tell <laughs> us, uh, how do you feel about the you know recent days, the turn of events, the news that's coming out? And most importantly, does it meet your expectations? I think it's a good thing that there is a bidding war. It shows that there is some life in the Singapore market, which we have not seen for quite a while. And it's also good for SBA shareholders, right? Because uh, they do get... Uh, better offers and capital has really uh, up the game by increasing by 12% offer. Um, I do think that it is fair um, and uh, I, although I do know that there are some SPA shareholders that may not be unhappy because if they have bought at much higher prices like 3 $4, they are actually sitting at a loss even accepting any of these offers. Um, but I do think that at this point in time, after after they, after they sell off the entire media business, it's quite a fair price to accept. Mm, I guess you can't make everybody happy, right? Because like you said, some middle will not be happy. Uh, so obviously, the SPH CEO then says, you know, we remain open to considering all offers that are better than Keppel's. This, of course, par for the course in any such situation. The rival bidder, Cuscadon Peak, will now have to decide whether to match Keppel's offer or beat it. In your view, how likely is it that this might happen? Uh, they do have until 16 November. Um, to come up with a higher bid, um, it, it's all done and uh, dusted that the EGM will carry on. Right? If let's say Cascaden come in uh, a bid uh, to match, at least to match the bid or even higher uh, before 16 November, SPH has the right to postpone the EGM um, with the voting on the uh, capital offer to a date no later than 21 days. So anything can still happen within these uh, five days. Um, I do think that there is a, a possibility that Cascaden might match and um, to a full cash offer at $2.35. I think that mm. is uh, quite likely in my view. What makes you okay. say that though? Well, why do you think it's likely? Because I think the premium is, is not that high, um, 12% uh, more than the last offer. And uh, given that the offerers, they are quite uh, capital strong, right? Like uh, your, it's, a, it's, a con, it's a consortium with uh, hotel properties, uh, capital land subsidiary, neighbor tree subsidiary. So they are in the space, the property space, and these assets are pretty uh, valuable to them, right? They can really add to their portfolio and they do have money to match the offer. So that's why mm. I do think that it is likely. 
Alvin, if we were to take a step back and look at what each offer brings to the table, uh, let's re-examine the Keppel and SPH synergy here. I mean, there's the whole M1 component that can be part of this entire package as well, right? Yes, that's right. It, 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 is, it is relevant for Keppel. That's why these two companies are bidding for uh, the SPH property assets. And uh, Capital and SPH have already jointly owned M1. And if Capital takes in SPH remaining assets after the media business is, is gone, um, they, they will own 100% of M1. And either way, whether it goes to Capital or it goes to Cascaden, the SPH assets are very relevant to the acquirer. Is there a possibility of a third bidder? Of course, there in, is. In, in, your view, in your view, who might a third bidder? In my bidder? view, I... I, I think it's unlikely. I think it's unlikely because uh, if there's a third bidder, it would have came in earlier, not now. Cascaden Peak, I know we've been talking about this and, and potentially what they have to offer. What, what can they gain? I mean, what if I'm a shareholder of Cascaden Peak, what does this deal potentially unlock for me? How is it relevant to me? It's a race to uh, being bigger property company because there are a lot of advantages that come with uh, size. So um, it can add to their portfolio of uh, already numerous number of uh, real estate properties and Capital Land do want to be so-called the largest investment manager uh, in the region, right? And so adding more doesn't harm them. In fact, it helps them achieve that direction, right? And even for HPL, Maple Tree, uh, it's the same thing. If they get bigger, they will get better loan deals from the banks, right? They will be seen as a more stable kind of a property business and a better credit rating. So all, all these advantages come with bigger size. Mm, how, how do the student accommodation assets play into all of this? Um, in terms of the student accommodation, I, I think it's just a form of uh, diversification of the, the property assets. Right. And uh, I do think that there's no problem putting into some of the uh, public portfolio. And who knows, maybe that is also one of the direction that they are moving into. And doing an acquisition now uh, will give a very big, quick start to that direction if they want to go into student accounts. Okay, and, and since we are on the topic of property, uh, as you've prompted us, uh, Alvin, looking at the consortium that includes Maple Tree and Ong Beng Singh, who's a businessman, uh, this, of course, I'm talking about uh, Cascade and Peak, right? Ong Beng Singh owns multiple properties across Orchard Road. You add one SPH Paragon, that's going to look great for the portfolio in that sense. Yes, but this, this is a consortium, right? So it is unlikely, like, they will going to carve out the properties and park it under the respective companies of the three companies. So they will still own it, the indirect kind of relationship. So it depends on how they want to classify it. They do able to uh, talk about, oh, I do have a stake in Paragon and in their, say, their property portfolio. It, it does make it look good, but it is not the 100% uh, ownership kind of thing. Perhaps, Alvin, you could take us through the key dates uh, to take note of for this deal to be done. I mean, we talked about the deadline of uh, November 16th, but what are the other key junctures at which investors should take note? In the SPH investors will expect an EGM on 8 December. That's where they will vote whether they accept the capital offer. And they will need 75% of the votes cast uh, to approve the, the capital offer. Uh, if it fails, then SPH would be able to negotiate with Cascaden Peak on a 
subsequent date for the next EGM to approve that acquisition. So not everything is not cut in stone, right? It still depends on how the majority of the shareholders feel about these two deals. Right? I do think that there are some people who are happy, some people who are not. Uh, highly dependent on what price they have bought uh, SPH. And uh, if, if, let's say, the EGM um, did not approve the capital offer, right, then there will be a bridge fee of about 1% or about $34 million that need to be paid to capital from SPH. Okay. Alvin, just a quick one to wrap up. Uh, I mean, th- right now there's a cash offer versus a cash and stock offer. How much of a higher premium would the cash and stock offer need to be uh, if we're talking about you, if it had to persuade you? I, I do think that the 12% premium uh, to some unit holders might be attractive enough right, to sway them to a uh, stock plus cash offer. Um, but generally, I do think that uh, even for myself, speaking for myself, right, I will prefer the all cash offer because otherwise you end up with uh, odd lots with uh, capital re, SPH re, and the uh, depending on how much you have invested in SPH, lot sizes for these two weeks may not be big enough, right? And if you do not like either one of them, you have to sell them eventually, right? So I do think that it's, it's administratively a, a bit more troublesome, right? So definitely a cash offer will have a premium even at the same offer price, right? So, but if let's say Cascaden pick sweeten a deal and add another 20 cent all cash offer, uh, I think that will be what most SPH uh, unit ho- uh, shareholders are uh, uh, prefer. Right? So I do think that there's a saying like a bird in hand is better than two in the bush, right? So mm-hmm. having that cash is, is better than having two uh, reads that's, that's in your portfolio. Right. Uh, of course, uh, hopefully the price will be right and I'm sure they'll arrive at that at some point. Thank you very much for that analysis, Alvin. Alvin Chow, CEO of Dr. Wealth. Thanks for joining us today. You take care, yeah? To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.